What's up, Moonbeams? Happy Tuesday and welcome to episode 159, Mommy Woes. Here in this episode, we will be talking about mommy issues, mommy problems, all things, issues with mommy, mom, whatever you call her, that. So if you are new to the podcast, what's up? Salutations and thank you, thank you kindly for being here. And if you're coming back for another episode, What's up, cuz? What be the business? What's going on with you? How you feeling? You know, I hope you're feeling refreshed. I hope you're feeling good. I hope you're really getting the week off to a productive start. You know, and just be, you know, be aware that we got four more months left in the month. So whatever goals that you have going on, whatever things you need to lock down, whatever it is you need to accomplish to set you up for the next 60 to 90 days, get that done and see that through. Anyway. In the first segment, we're going to be talking about mommy patterns. In the second segment, we're going to be talking about embracing the reality. And in the third segment, we're going to talk about there's power in numbers. As always, I hope this episode helps somebody, you know what I'm saying, it provides someone with a sense of inspiration, a sense of, you know, value that, you know, reminds you that you're not alone. That we all have these issues. We all go through these things. Some of us have more extreme situations than others, but know that this is very important to me. And this is something we'll also talk a lot about because it's important to have these conversations. Again, we can't face or address or heal or, you know, face what, you know, what we need to face if we don't speak it, if we don't uh, let it out, if we don't own it, if we don't give it voice. So, Hopefully in this episode, we can definitely start to have the conversation. And hopefully in your life, you can have the conversation. You can normalize it in your life and really kick the thing off. So let's jump into this episode now. Sam Zula said, most toxic mothers are not necessarily bad mothers. It's just that their toxic behavior blinds them of the reality and affects their toxic behavior has on their children. I definitely want to start this segment off by saying that I agree with the quote, that a lot of toxic mothers aren't necessarily bad mothers. You know, I think it's honestly really just a matter of a great deal of unresolved work and damage just continuing to take hold and 
form deeper and deeper roots, greater roots, as they continue to age and progress or not progress. And that really just has a very tumultuous effect on the children, but it definitely has a bigger effect on the mother. You hear people talk about mommy issues a lot, and you know, with a little research, I learned that a lot of mother issues or mommy issues stem from relationships that mothers had with their mother and their mother before them. So when you think a lot about the relationship you have with your mother, it's probably because she had a lot of that same relationship with her mom. So maybe if your relationship is very tumultuous and troublesome and crazy-like, they probably had, you know, she probably had that same relationship with her mom. It's not always an exact science, but more times than not, I think that is pretty much usually the case. You know what I mean? I just remember growing up with my mom and just feeling like it was sides of her that could be so giving and so generous and so sweet. And then, you know, it's this other side of her, like it just, that really turns into like a Jekyll, Hyde, Jekyll and Hyde character where she just really flips a switch and she's erratic, she's loud, she's aggressive, so very, very, very aggressive. She's wicked, she's spiteful, she's intimidating, she's a bully, and just all types of different things. And I must say that, you know, a lot of who I am, right, a lot of who I am as a person and the compassion and, I, and the need and desire in me to heal suffering and to dissolve suffering and understand suffering in others really definitely comes from my parents because growing up, like, my mom was just like, y'all have heard me say in previous episodes before that my mom was so mean and so aggressive and everybody had this understanding of her. But, you know, something about her that just always just made me want to understand what is what what happened to you? What where did it go wrong? What is the thing? You know what I mean? Because I know you just didn't show up one day and just decide I wanna be an asshole all the time. All the time. You know what I mean? Like all the time. Somebody that can just be mad and angry and enraged and infuriated all the time. And it really had a negative effect on me because for a long time I was a mama's boy. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I saw that it was that kind of thing that you can get the angel one day and you can get the monster another day. And then most days, it seems like the monster lingers around and, almost, and then you just get to the point where you can't really be sure if you're going to get the angel or if you're going to get the monster. And it just has that effect on you to the point where you can't trust. I can't trust you. I can't trust you to be consistent. I can't trust you to, you know, have a stable personality. I can't trust you to... You know, be this today and be this tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's just always just something just so flipped and something so drastic that I just, you know what I'm saying, it really, really affected me. And I think it's really, you know, like really messed up our relationship for a long time because it drove a wedge in between us. You know, a lot of who I am today, I do also have a mama thing for in terms of my toughness, my mental toughness, and just who I am as a person. You know, with my mom being such a you know, force as a kid, a formidable force as a kid, it made me have to get to the point where I had to get stronger and, you know, to, you know, talk back, to battle back, to, you know, come back at her. I had to be just enough of a threat. You know, if you're going to be a tornado, then I need to be a motherfucking hurricane. 
because I'm not going to let you do me like that. I'm not going to let you talk to me like that. And, you know, I think when we look at the relationships we have with our mothers, investigate the relationship that they have with their mother. You know, what was your mom's relationship like with your grandmother? And really start to get into that, you know, and explore that and research that. You'll definitely find some connections in how your relationship with her has transpired. Rain Wolf said, My toxic mother can only intimidate me if I let her. While she's busy trying to bully the child eye, the adult eye can reject her, ignore her, or report her to the authorities. Piggybacking off the last section, you know, um, a lot of us definitely get those moms that just really try us and just really can sometimes make us feel like we may hate them. You know, for me in this lifetime, I've had two mothers that have definitely made me feel that way and really just brought out a side of me that I am not proud of and that, you know, at a couple points or another, I've been ashamed of. But at the same time, I've had to show grace and be show up for me because one, I didn't ask to be here. And two, you know what I mean? How I defend it myself and show up for myself is up to me. And, you know, it's the same for you. You know, a lot of people I find when it comes to adults is, you know, a lot of people are actually afraid and fearful of evaluating their parents. It's just like, how was your parent, how was your relationship with your parents growing up? Oh, it was cool, just very uniform, cloaked answer, just it was cool. And it's like I'm not asking you to say anything bad about your parents, but when you're an adult, especially if you plan on being a parent someday, you gotta get better about being able to evaluate what you experience in the parent and the parenting that you received because a lot of that is going, whether you want it to or not, is going to be transferred over to your children unless you're aware or you allow you you make yourself aware of what it was that you received. You know what I mean? I've made I've lost a lot of friends and made a lot of friends uncomfortable over the years because I'm very honest and open about what mine was like, the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent, because I think we all need to be that way. I think it's so easy for a lot of us to try to sweep it under the rug and, you know, hide behind addiction and hide behind this, behind that, living from the outside in because we don't want to come face to face with what the reality is. You know what I mean? Like I said, I definitely had a very turbulent relationship with my mom. And it really just put me to the point where it's like, I can't be fucking bothered with this. I can't be bothered with this. You know what I mean? It was just the kind of thing where, it's, you know, you try to set boundaries and whatnot, but it just doesn't work. And like I said, it's definitely just a large gap of unresolved damage and trauma. It's a large gap of, I don't give a damn. That's on you. That ain't got nothing to do with me. And that's probably popular in a lot of our stories where we figure out that people don't care how they make you feel. You know what I'm saying? What you went through, that's on you. And you have to get being responsible. You have to be responsible for your healing process. You have, to, you have to be responsible for how you go about growing and changing. You know, but that starts with telling the truth. You know what I mean? You gotta be willing to answer the hard questions. You gotta be willing to talk about the things that you really talk about. That's you know what I'm saying? It, it, pains me to see a lot of adults, you know, feel so guilty about sharing things that 
their parents did to hurt them or betray them, you know what I mean? Because they feel like they're disappointing their parents and sharing those things. They feel like they're shaming their parents or whatever when they share vulnerable moments about how this parent might have hurt them or betrayed them or did them wrong. And the thing is, you are entitled to your own voice and you are being manipulated. You are being controlled by who? I don't know, but your voice, you you deserve to have your own voice and you deserve to have your own experiences. You know what I'm saying? I am grateful. They didn't they didn't consciously mean to do it, but in a lot of their fuck-ups and a lot of their drama and a lot of the hysteria and everything, my parents showed me very early single digits who people are and to not give people some magical cloak of perfection or bias because that's your mother or that's your father that's your brother that's your sister that's just another human being they happen to be tied to you genetically you happen to you may share a history whatever it may be but don't think nothing more of one person than you do of another i mean you may have history with somebody you may trust them but down you know the variables are different but know that any and everybody can hurt you and disappoint you but it's really a matter of who's worth suffering for and I've learned in my life that the list is not very long at all. It used to be very long, but, you know, because it was very long, I, was, I spent a lot of time depressed and hurt. But you have to figure out who's worth suffering for because there are people in your life who has hurt you, who will hurt you, who will continue to hurt you, and they won't have any compassion about your experience, about your feelings. And you have to embrace that. Sometimes, most times, it may be your parents. Sometimes it's just your father. You know, if you grew up with a mother like mine, my mother spent a lot of time telling me, get over it, get over it, get over it. It's one of the kind of things that, yeah, that triggers me. It's one of my triggers when I hear somebody say, get over it, because it's such a lack of compassion and empathy, you know, for a person and just how you can be so cold and how you can be so, you know what I mean? Just so empty inside to say something like that. You know what I mean? So I think one of the bad, one of the first steps you can really do, or second steps rather, is embrace the reality of what happened between you and your mom. You have to be willing to talk about it. Even if it's just you journaling in a notebook, you have to be willing to get it out because what you don't own, owns you. What you don't talk about, you know, shame and guilt grows around. Rain Wolf said, I will take everything negative about my mother and flip it in my life. I will create a welcoming and warm home life. I will express love and encourage others daily. I will extend myself to those in need and I will remember a life well lived is the best revenge. I love this quote. You know, it's actually a quote that I'm actually going to write up and uh, put on a notebook, maybe somewhere on a wall in my home or something like that, because it's so profound and it's special. And I think it's really just indicative of the kind of attitude that we should have and that we need to have. We definitely need to get to a place where we forgive our, mo- our mothers and forgive our moms. You know, understand that they didn't know any better and that they did the best that they could. Now, forgiving them and, you know, forgiving them, it doesn't mean that you need to try to pursue something that may not be there. A lot of people think, you know, forgiving your mom means, you know, trying to, you know, take them back and trying to have a relationship or pick up, pick up where, you know, you left off or trying to get something you may never really get. You know, I know that my mom means well. Like I said, my mom is definitely no bad mom by any stretch of the imagination. But I also do know that 
there's lots of things that she didn't get in her development. You know what I mean? And she's the kind of personality that feels like she's too old to learn new tricks. You know, and even though she surprised me along the way over the years, I still learned a couple of new tricks. But, you know, I need what, what I say this to say, detach from the outcome. If they come with new tricks or they learn new things, if they grow in this way or that way, allow them to. Don't expect them to. Don't try to change them. Don't wait for them. You know, living without my mom is definitely one of the hardest things I've had to do. But I guess when I think about it, I've been doing it since I was a kid. You know what I mean? I feel like I feel this thing in my heart like I've been grieving my parents for a while because it's just been this disjointedness, you know, in that experience for such a long time. And it's something that, you know, saddens me. It's something I, that, that, that I guess I carry and hopefully, you know, as I get older, it just lightens and it doesn't make me feel the way it does, you know, but it's the reality and I'm accepting it. I definitely want everybody to know that there is power in finding more people like you who may have mommy issues, who probably had tumultuous relationships with their uh, their mother. You know, but it's important to seek people who are trying to be better, seek people who want to have better attitudes, people who want to understand, people who want to create healthier language. There are so many people out there, and I used to be one of them for a long time, that just want to be angry, that want to hide the, or, you know, they, they claim they're not angry, and they want to hide the anger and the aggression and the rage behind alcohol and drugs and shopping and workaholic and, you know, being a workaholic and, all types of different things, all types of different distractions to avoid confronting the issue. And I just want to say, to take it from me, that it just doesn't work. The best thing that you can do is try to imagine a world where you are resolute with everything that happened. One of the hardest things I ever had to do was decide to go no contact and not talk to my mom. Like... You know, like about maybe a few months before I decided to not talk to my mom anymore for a while. You know, my aunt passed, my mom's younger sister passed, and something in me wanted to call so badly and just like really speak to her. But I know at that point it's been a good while since we since we've talked, and my mom can be spiteful. And I couldn't guarantee that, I couldn't be sure that in calling her, I would have been able to console her and be there for her without going through the third degree or being grilled or some type of passive aggressiveness or some type of behavior of some sort, you know, and that would be her experience, which I understand, but I've learned in life that, you know what I'm saying, I continue to learn in life and it makes me emotional sometimes, but you got to learn for yourself that it is okay to pick you. It is okay to pick you. So many of us, all of us, we go through terrible, impossible shit. We go through terrible, impossible shit. We, you know, pain is inflicted upon us from people we never dreamed would do, you know, the things that they've done. You know, people that disappoint us, people hurt us, people have lied to us. Like I told y'all before, one of the first times I called my parents and lied, so I was like seven or eight. And, you know, it was stupid stuff too. And it was just like, you know, and I went through the process of actually catching, you know what I'm saying, catching my mom in a lie. And, I saw the way, I guess, I must have infantilized her as a young kid, kind of showing her, you lying about this, this stupid shit. You lying, but, you know, she showed me who she was and then learning who she was and seeing her for who she was, that affected everything about our relationship growing up. 
So I definitely say this to say that, you know, find a community, find a tribe, a group of people you can relate to, that you can share with, that you can be vulnerable with, that you can be open with, but they're also spurring you to heal and be healthy. What's up, Moonbeams? Welcome to the Air Segment. Here in the Air Segment, y'all already know that we get real, we get honest, we get open, and we get down to the nitty-gritty because we want you to be your best for you. We want you to live the best you can for you. We want you to make you proud, and we want you to live a life that is magical. We want you to live a life that you dreamed and you envisioned, you know, that you well, that you could have never dreamed or envisioned possible for yourself. So let's jump in. The first letter is E. Embrace. Embrace the one, embrace that you have mommy issues. So many of you are in so much denial. You could start fights with people, arguments with people. You know, you try to hide from the conversations and hide from the truth. The thing is, you can deceive and lie to everybody else, but baby, you can't lie to you. You can't. You can't. The truth is you were born with the truth in you and whatever lies you try to make up along the way to try to make gospel, the truth is still there and it won't let you, you know, ever completely get your feet completely on the floor because the truth is the truth and you know, without it, you're nothing. The reason you're not happy is because you're nothing and you're only nothing because you won't tell the truth. When you're able to start telling your truth, when you're actually able to start sharing your truth, you will start to feel yourself let some of that go. Don't be scared to ask people. Maybe you can't ask your mom. Maybe she don't know. You know what I mean? I asked my mom about her relationship with my grandma. I got bunches of bits and pieces, but from what I gathered, there was a lot, a lot, a lot of bitterness there. There's a lot of unresolved trauma, a lot of unresolved energy. It's a lack of forgiveness. There's a lot of things being held on to. And because of that, you know, she brought that with her into, you know, her adulthood. And, you know, she brought that into the relationships that she had with us. You know what I'm saying? Meant well, did damn well in taking care of us and making sure we had everything we need, made sure we was fed, clean, you know what I'm saying? Good, great grades in school, all the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? She was low-key a model mother. It's just that mental health, like, you know what I'm saying? Women go through a lot, you know what I mean? And mothers especially, and you just gotta do your due diligence and researching what your mom might've went through and, you know, her childhood or what she might've went through growing up and what she's carrying with her because, you know, a lot of people are carrying stuff you have no idea about, especially your mom. So think about that. The next letters are recognize. Recognize the reality. You know, a lot of you want to be close with your, your moms. A lot of us are expecting, you know, you see everybody else with their mothers and just think that someday you can get that and you need to understand that whatever it is that you got from your mom, whatever it is that you have with your mom, God gave you something very specific for you. And maybe you wasn't supposed to get something normal. Maybe you wasn't supposed to get what you see all your friends have. You know, that's the experience I have. That's the experience I've had to come away with, you know, with my mom and my dad, you know, just, it's just not, you know, and, you know, I, I was adopted, so I have two mothers and, you know, both of them are definitely, you know, uh, in their own ways, you know, two peas in a pod, 
you know, uh, in, with the, in terms of personality. You know, one just didn't, you know, one just didn't have it in order to, to do the job and stick around, you know, but just in reconnecting every scene, this is just a lot of things that are just still just out of sorts, but it's because maybe you're not supposed to spend your life with me. This ain't our time. You know, maybe next time, maybe next lifetime. I'm getting better about accepting that. You know, I've definitely gotten better about being open to the idea that sometimes it's not designed for you to make it through your life with certain people. You know what I mean? Sometimes you also come into certain places in your life where you're supposed to go your own way. So many of us grow up in family units with our mom, our dads, our brothers and sisters, and we never really separate to find out who the hell we are. And I'll tell you this, it's been almost maybe five years since I've had no contact with my family and I've had so much time to heal and so much peace and quiet and silence to breathe and to think. And I feel like a lot of my mom and dad's lessons have been more prevalent and more vocal in my mind and in my life in their absence than they have than they were when I was around. I feel like I'm able to appreciate them a lot more in their absence than I did when I was around. And I learned that sometimes you have to take separate journeys to become different people, to become better people. You know what I mean? My, my mom has a restaurant. She opened up a business years ago, and it seems like it's doing pretty well. I check in from time to time on social media, in social media to see how it's going. And, you know, she needed to separate herself from everything she was probably going through with me or whoever to handle her business, to, you know, get to her dreams and do what she wants to do and what she needs to do. You know, she, she, she deserves that. But know that you deserve that too. You deserve peace. You deserve closure. You can give yourself closure. You have ideas about what closure needs to look like or how she needs to apologize or how she needs to do this. And understand this, none of that needs to happen if you get closure. You can give yourself closure. You just need to define what closure needs to look like for you. Whatever it is that you, you think you need from her, give it to yourself. Embrace the reality. Embrace that she's a person. Embrace that as an adult, you need to stop looking at her as your mother or your mom and just see her as Sally, as Tierra, as Diane, as Margaret, as Meredith, as Jean, whatever your, your mother's name is. It is easier and better for you when you start seeing them as a person, seeing them as an adult, as opposed to mommy and mother, because that creates a bias. It creates room for lots of understanding. I mean, misunderstanding. It creates room for all, you know, all types of things for your needs to be put on the background. It, put, it put, creates room for them to, you know, manipulate you with guilt and shame and all types of other tactics to get what they want, you know, and you just need to do it differently, especially nowadays with sons. Like, nowadays, I see that more and more mothers are practically married to their sons, and sons are becoming, like, the new surrogate husbands, and I'm tired of that. Like, we, we, we deserve our moms. We deserve our mothers. We don't deserve to be your husband. We don't deserve to be, you know, you know, to feel the shoes of our dad or to be your husband, you know, to, for you to, you know what I mean? Like, we don't talk more about that, but yeah, it's just a lot of different things going on. Moving on. The next letter is A. Accept. Accept that there's power in numbers. Accept that 
There are people you're going to meet that are going to have worse stories than you. They're going to be more healed and more developed, more progressive, and they're going to be better off. And you'll be able to learn from their examples. They'll teach you how to heal. They'll teach you how new ways to see your situation. They'll see, teach you new ways to experience your, you know, your trauma. They'll show you how to sit in it. They'll show you how to start to leave it behind. They'll show you how to start to create a healthy language to discuss it that's moving you forward and not keeping you stuck in the past. But you just have to trust the vision. You have to trust the goal. You have to set a goal to get better and be better. Don't spend the rest of your life drinking yourself to death, drugging yourself to death, doing whatever because mama wasn't good to you, mama treated you like shit, mama this and that. Don't give her, don't give them that satisfaction. You deserve a beautiful life. You deserve a life of magic. You deserve a life of abundance, character, love, and wonder. Don't you ever forget it. So there you have it. In the next episode, we're going to talk definitely a little bit more about mommy issues and just some of the signs of how that can show up in relationships. So you don't want to miss that. If you haven't had a chance yet, head over to Apple Podcasts on the comment and or rating and let me know what you think about this episode. Lastly, I want to thank y'all for supporting the Medizine Cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential. And the affirmations, all that is possible is possible for me. Again, all that is possible is possible for me. And one more. I am strong. I am enough. I am wise and I am tough. Later. Later.